Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. That's actually kind of funny, because I can't even believe this happened to me. But okay, well, I'm okay. having fun with it. Hey, Brendan. Hey. So, little by little, all of the non-reality Bravo shows are coming back. Scripted television is coming back. More Talk importantly, daytime coming television back. is coming back. Yeah. Yes. So, The View's been back for a week now. Andy came back with Wendy Williams on Sunday night. What, did you like that episode? It had, like, a very nervous energy to it. It's like, she also talk. she answers things, but doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't like being a guest. She likes being the host. Right. But Norman was there behind the bar. Which made me, and probably her, feel safer. I started following Norman on Instagram after that. What's, what's like, a day in the life of Norman? He's just like Norman. Mm. <laughs> I do love Norman. Okay, so uh, Wendy's back next week. The View's back. And as of uh, this past Monday, the talk is back. Wow. And we don't talk about the talk. Because there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to usually. talk about. But there, there has been a whole big cast shake-up with Julie Chen Moonves leaving. Yeah. With... Um, by the way, just... I want to say, Big Brother this season is good. And I never make it this far in the season. Usually I'm far dropped off and then I go back in for the finale, but I'm... Yeah. No, I heard the losers are doing well. Right. Well, everyone was like, this is the worst season of Big Brother ever. And then the jury started happening, like when they send people to the jury. Yeah. And like, that was a switch. And now like, usually it's all the hot people who are last to remain. Yeah. Because, or, like, the popular kids, because, yeah. like, everyone votes out, like, anyone who's kind of different in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But now, like, the final five is a gay guy, um, the older guy, and, like, the girl who's kind of on the nerdy side. Yeah. And then two, like, popular kids. Yeah. One of which has the 
head of a Lego piece. Yes. Okay. So Anyways, the talk. Yeah, back to the talk. Julie Chen, Moonves left, and someone else left, too. Sarah Gilbert. Oh, Sarah Gilbert, yes. So, I guess... Um, what's her name? The Marie woman. Osmond. Marie Osmond. <laughs> She's replacing... You just what's-her-named your I know. fiancé's, like, biggest celebrity crush? I don't think... I, I, I would hope to think it's not his biggest celebrity crush. But Marie Osmond was the reason that he turned on the talk in this household. Okay. And this was one of those shows that was on in the background while I was cooking a fancy feast. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. The talk takes place in an alternate universe where nothing is going on in this world. Right. Uh, we're talking about... It's like back in the day on The View when the world was normal. Right. And we're talking about like sex quizzes and mm-hmm. ha- like your like husband's a new study. happy or something. Yeah. There's like a new study about like sleeping next to your spouse. Exactly. There's, it's in this alternate mindless universe where mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about anything. And even when like controversial topics come up, there was something about haters. Oh, haters. Right. And Marie Osmond brought up the fact that, like, haters came out when she attended her daughter's lesbian wedding. Okay. But the conversation wasn't centered on people's homophobia. It was just blanket, hate, like, all, haters. All haters. All it didn't haters. get deeper than just yeah. saying haters. Yeah. And I just can't imagine, like, watching this show on a daily basis. But for a while, like, before... The view before, like the view, got really political again. The talk was beating in it in its ratings oh, yeah. for like a few years. Yeah, because I think it was the kinder, gentler. Right. But the view always thrives when there's like an election season, and like going it's on thrives since 2016 because everyone's talking about politics all the time. Sure, exactly. So I thought you. When you said you wanted to talk about the talk, I thought you were going to be talking about what everyone's been talking about with the talk and how psycho their, like, promos leading up to the the season were. Oh, the two faces. the reveal of Sharon Osbourne's new (laughs) facelift. Yeah. Because, like, if you watch the promos for this season of the talk, like... It's they're like unveiling a new studio, they're unveiling a new cast member, and they're unveiling a new face. Well, they actually they promoted it as two new faces. Two new faces. Marie Osmond so, and Sharon Osborne. So unwell. Yeah. Um Sharon described her facelift, which was nice. I watched that little clip. Yeah. But um if you're gonna watch the talk, bring a book. Yeah, bring a book or cook up fancy feasts. Or watch rewatch that day's episode of The View. I mean, these are trying times while I wait for Wendy to come back. Because right. once Wendy is back... Well, the view's right there. Have you been watching? Uh, most of... I think I caught mm. maybe three... When, when did they come back? Last week or this week? Last week. I've probably seen, since last week, a solid four or five episodes. Okay. Which is a majority. Sure. Okay, but speaking of the talk, the talk of the town. The talk of the town, and by the town we mean the, a very specific part of Twitter. Oh, I was going to say... The Globe. (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, like, I think, like, people who are talking about this is, like, New York media Twitter, Mm. gay Twitter. Uh, That's it. um, 
Well, also, I didn't know about this. There's like a Reddit called Blog, Sm- Blog Snark. Oh, yeah. And they just talk about like influencers, this and that. So what we're talking about, obviously, is Caroline Calloway. Yes. We've been teased this Natalie Beach, the cut article for... Which is different than Beverly Beach. Yeah, different than Beverly Beach. Better than Beverly Beach. Yes. We've been teased about this article for what feels like months at this point, but it's probably only a week. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, we talked about Caroline Calloway months, months and months ago. This was back in like the winter time January when, or when she had like the scam going on, which was that, uh, live event, $165, sit on the floor and eat salad and hummus and make and flower crowns and make and wear flower crowns. This is when we said we were going to have our own event where you come up to Dan's apartment and we put up one of those big handles of Tito's there. <laughs> And you sit on the floor. Uh, Yeah. So I've, I I fought back then I followed Caroline and then it got, it became too much Mm -hmm. and I unfollowed, but I would occasionally like bop in if I was really bored, like not bored, but just like nothing big's going on. Let me see what's going on in this woman's life. But then when the Natalie thing started brewing last week, I didn't want to dignify her with a follow, but I was typing in Caroline Calloway in the search bar on a many time a day basis. You know who's been doing good work to get me back interested in this on Twitter? Um, Alexis Wilson. Do you follow her? Her handle is at Sassy Black Diva. Oh, yes, yes, yes. She's been doing great Caroline Calloway, (laughs) the great Caroline Calloway beat on Twitter for like, for a while, but like it recently came to my attention like in the last week. Also a community member, Liz Bentley is another Calloway, Caroline Calloway scholar, uh, who's been tweeting about her as well. Right. Um, and it all came to a head yesterday. It really did. So I don't know what my expectations were with this article. I think the article exceeded it. So there was, so what was happening is Caroline started teasing, that her ghostwriter, this person, Natalie, was talking to the cut and that at some point there was going to be an article coming out. So we were getting updates like, well, just got off the phone with the fact checker. Well, yada, yada, yada. Those mm-hmm. kind of updates. And then last night, I think like around 6 p.m. or so. Sure. It Maybe dropped. 5.45, yeah. Yeah, that's around 6 p.m. Yeah. Um, it dropped. And what ensued... What I did was I laid in my bed, I turned on Lover on my headphones, and I read the entire <laughs> oh piece God. while listening to Lover, because Caroline Calloway's also <laughs> been going through a Lover journey as well. Yes, I think her very first and only freelance piece was a relating her life to Lover or something. Wow. Even though she's talked about freelancing many times in the past. Wow. So basically, to summarize this on a very high level, Natalie met Caroline at NYU. Yes. Um, in a class, they became quick friends because Caroline would compliment her. So she started spending a lot, a lot of time with Caroline. Um, I forget how we get to like, through a series of events, Natalie and Caroline starts together writing captions for Caroline's Instagram. So the reason that at least she becomes like an indentured servant of hers. Right is because they were in Italy and strong wind 
canceled an unrefundable plane ticket. Certain multiple plane tickets. It was like three plane tickets. So so Caroline got Natalie home, and in exchange, Natalie agreed to write captions to pay off her debt. Right. It's wild. And like, there is a degree to which I don't believe everything Natalie is saying. Well, because I don't care. Strong wins. Another <laughs> another person who's poked holes in Natalie's story is there's and part of the essay she claims to have worked at a pencil shop. Okay. Um, and apparently the person who owns the only pencil shop in New York City posted on their Instagram story and was like, Natalie never worked for us, so we're here confused about that. So people are confused about that but they're also saying well maybe she worked at a pencil shop in los angeles because los angeles is part of the story or maybe she was being vague and like actually worked at like a blick there was also some discussion of them chowing down on lettuce wraps at i think Minetta tavern although Mm -hmm. it could be at the wrong restaurant and someone has pulled up menus dating back to when this would have occurred and there were no lettuce lettuce wraps either way don't let all these things all these hurdles block you from enjoying this journey yeah you really should go read the essay yourself and since so today at whatever time i checked today caroline calloway had posted 36 (laughs) new posts new posts to her instagram feed not just her story her feed and back back in january she was famously not posting any posts it was all stories it was all stories that was her strategy back in january but i mean social media trends they change Mm. Just like the strong winds that cancel flights. Oh my god! And <laughs> <laughs> the pencil shop. Um, but yeah, I, I I think everyone should go do that, and then go take the BuzzFeed quiz about if you're a Natalie or a Caroline. I got that I'm a Natalie. Yeah, as one would hope. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it's truly a journey that's worth taking. Let's get into some um, raw Real Houses of Beverly Hills hit Fashion Week. So we like covered this last week, as far as you knew it was coming. But yeah. this is from Vogue. Oh my god, the paper of record. The paper of record. So yesterday, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Kyle Richards debuted her new spring 2020 collection for Kyle plus Shahida. The clothing line she co-designs with Shahida Clayton during New York Fashion Week. Among the offerings were graphic scarf-style dresses, some printed in nautical motifs, and excess and accessorized with beachy sun hats, but the real highlight of the show was the unexpected choice of casting of the show um, for the new lineup of pieces. Richard enlisted some of her TV co-stars to walk the runway, adding a perfect dash of camp factor. Also, this is like the most expected thing to happen. Mm. Um, Among the surprise cameos, there was Erica Jane in a printed tunic with red trousers, Dorit Kemsley, um, learning how to walk in a high-waisted <laughs> leather pants, a crop top, and a blazer. Lisa Rinna and Teddy Mellencamp both wearing lacy bathing suits um, with a floral kimono. And Denise Richards, a brand new castmate in jeans, a lace top, and floral kimono as well. Um, this article doesn't mention that Faye Resnick actually was the star and the highlight for let me, me. Let me tell you, I'll, many of the women look like uh, baby giraffes out of the womb learning to walk for the first time. Right. And Faye Resnick was storming the runway. She, no, she she looked like she wandered into a garden party. But it was like better. It was a better walk than like a Dorit. I do. Let me say something though. Okay, say it. Say it like you mean it. Kyle did Erica dirty with the look that Erica was given. 
which was almost like like a bedtime schmock. Like, right. <laughs> let's just go to sleep. And this... they, a lot of the stuff was kind of like roby bedtime schmocky stuff. I, I know, but of all of them. Yeah. Erica got the worst one, I would say. Well, hopefully that becomes a storyline. Now, where the fuck was Garcelle? Garcelle Garcel and Sutton were both seated in the audience. Uh, Garcelle should have been storming the stage, showing the queens what's what once Garcelle was storming Instagram. And she was. turning out looks on Instagram. Like a, so there's that. It was like a newspaper tabloid It was very, statement. um... um Max walking into RuPaul's Drag Race. It was very "You want a piece of me," Britney Spears. Me, yeah. So we'll see that. One note that I noticed, um, and this is just a dumb aside, is that the Vogue photos were from were by Andrew Werner, who Google him, Google Andrew Werner photographer, and you'll notice that he is somebody who, if Sonia Morgan has a party with people who are people other than the housewives he is always front and center mm, yeah um so there's a crossover there uh we should give a shout out to former guests to the show evan ross Katz, who was quoted by vogue right. as screaming storming the runway yes dorit yes but i heard him clarify on social media that he actually said yes dorit not yes oh just yes 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 yeah, yeah. yes good good <laughs> yes is over yes is over uh, okay, let me storm the runway with Tamara Judge arguing with Camille Grammer over Camille's exit from Real Houses of Beverly Hills. So, Camille Grammer dropped a number of bombshells about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills during a feud with Tamara Judge after Tamara stated that she didn't believe Kyle Richards called for Camille's firing. On Instagram, after reading Camille's latest claims that Kyle was to blame for her Beverly Hills exit, the OC star spoke out about her thoughts on the matter. Camille insisted in a series of now-deleted posts that Kyle does have a say in casting, and she revealed what the season one cast was paid for the show's debut season. Tamara wrote on Instagram, uh, such bullshit, it doesn't work like that, uh, in terms of the suggestion that Kyle fired Camille. Uh, we have the same production company, and that's not the story I heard. When you're not friends with any of the cast, they have no tr- other choice but to let you go. No cast member has the power to fire someone. Camille told fans on Twitter that she wasn't asked back to Kyle's show and said it was up to Kyle whether or not she returned. Mm-hmm. However, according to Kyle, who spoke to TMZ days later, Camille's claims were not true. In response to Kyle's denial, Camille told her online audience not to believe her spin and know that she had been told otherwise by her producers. Uh, Camille shared a number of messages on Instagram. She wrote, you know better. It was Kyle's show from the very beginning. She had a development deal with Evolution for a show with Kim Richards and Kathy Hilton. Kathy backed out, and there there was some controversy over development, so they decided to make it Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She brought Lisa Vanderpump, and she asked me to take a meeting with Evolution. Andy was not interested at first. Months ago, after Kyle revealed on the Jenny McCarthy show that it was her decision to sign on to Beverly Hills that secured the launch of the series, Andy Cohen stated on his radio show that it was Lisa who sold him on the show. Uh, while Andy may have been most impressed by Lisa, Camille claimed it was Kyle who was paid the most for season one. Kyle got paid $134,000, while the rest of the cast got paid around $36,000. I mean, this was back in the day, though. These were like the... The sun rising days. I know, but the disparity. I know, the disparity. 
and she also stated there was no most favored nation clause. The most favored nation clause is a guarantee to a cast member of the show that no other cast member will make more than them. This is usually given to the most popular cast member on the Real Housewives franchises. Camille also went on to suggest that if it weren't for Kyle allegedly having some control over casting, Teddy Mellencamp would be long gone. She has input. It was her development deal with Evolution. Why do you think Teddy is still there? Camille asked. Uh, Also on Instagram, Camille said that, that while she was offered to film a return scene for season 10 with Kyle, she chose not to do so. She said, the producers asked me to make things right with Kyle because she was upset with me. Even her manager told me that Kyle was mad. Alex Baskin called me to film with Kyle and make things right. That's a non-starter. I declined, and that's the truth. I have texts from Alex and Chris Cullen. Woo. So, I, like, don't know the ins and outs of, like, how this TV stuff works, but I do think that Camille makes some sort of a point. I mean, she's using the terminology that we have originally garnered from TamaraTattles.com. Oh, my God. Beautiful website. I mean, she knows all this most favored nation bullshit that we don't know about yeah i feel like this is like also like fame horga's um language Mm -hmm. and like all of those blogs yeah uh one thing that like people are okay so one paragraph that got me was the one about kyle revealing that it was her decision to sign on um to beverly hills that secured the launch of the series and andy cohen saying that it was lisa who Mm -hmm. really got him in i feel like that's not new information i feel like he's said that like a billion times and like the only the only difference was that she wanted to go by pinky so they made her go by her actual (laughs) name do you know this story i feel like we've discussed this before yeah yeah she famously wanted to go by her nickname which is pinky and if you listen to early seasons of Real Houses of Beverly Hills, you can hear people like Muhammad and Martin calling her Pinky. <laughs> it's so insane. I know. Um, but I'm, I'm not team anyone because they're both awful people, but I believe Camille to an extent. But I also love the Tamar judge of it all. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, why, storming why is she in. fighting with everyone? <laughs> She's just like storming into any fight that she yeah. wants to. And I, the more I think about it, it, it makes sense. And maybe I'm, like, believing a tall tale from Camille, but, like, if you have a development deal with a production company, mm-hmm. and it turns into something else, and you've been on TV before, yeah, you would... You hold the power. You would hold the power and have it in your mind that, like, oh, I need to leverage this as much as possible going forward, sure. and write it into my contract for as many years as the show's on, or something like that. Yeah. I get this much power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... We'll see. Well, she's got the power. She does have the power, and she's got the um, fashion line. But let's talk about someone um, who doesn't have quite as much power. So, Radar Online reports that Joe Giudice's family is irate that his wife, Teresa, failed to attend earlier court hearings in his year-long fight to avoid deportation. They're all so angry with her, a family insider told Radar. They all want to know why this is the first hearing she's ever been to and why she's never seemed to do anything to help earlier. (laughs) So apparently, um, Teresa showed up to a Pennsylvania immigration court for the first time today as uh, Joe pleaded with a judge to release him from custody during his appeal process. His family, including his mother, brothers, and cousins, refused to speak to um, (laughs) Teresa during the hearing, and Teresa made every effort to avoid them, sitting on the other side of the room through the proceedings. With tensions so high, she smartly stayed away from them, the insider said. Um, Joe's mother, Philomena Giudice, cried throughout the hearing, 
and said, quote, we just want him home. Um, she shouted that. The insider also told Radar that Teresa and Philomena's relationship is a disaster. Teresa's afraid of her. During her marriage, Joe always listened to her and would always take her side. Mm. Like so, a true Italian son. Oh, I thought the her was Teresa. No. Oh, okay. Is that a true Italian son thing? Well, like, I mean, I feel like that's true for mo- like Are you going to take of your mom's side over Alex? I, well, they don't fight. Well, so. like, you don't know the future. You don't have a crystal yeah, sure. ball. Uh, no. <laughs> um, so, do we think he's... Lawyer hat. Do we think he's leaving this country? I mean, I can't believe how long it's been appealed and delayed and appealed and delayed. Because he was supposed to be deported months and months ago. Like I mentioned before, my lawyer hat doesn't include all spectrums of the law. That sounds like an excuse. But I did see online somewhere that they were even trying to have him be released during the pendency of this appeal. So he can, like, hang out with his family? Yeah. But that's not the type of thing they would allow when they're trying to deport you. Right. Because they want to be able to find you. Right. You know what I mean? Can they, like, put him under, like, house arrest or whatever? I mean, I guess that's an option. That's but, the option. Yeah. Cool. So the last story is, I found it really interesting. I posted the story into the group, and I feel like people didn't really pick up what I was putting down. Sure. But I need to explain it a little okay, bit. Okay, so let me read the story, and then you explain it for us. Okay. So DailyMail.com exclusively learned that two of the current cast members are angling for Housewives OG Jill Zarin to return to the hit Bravo show as Bethany's replacement. That's basically the story. I, oh, okay, I had sure. to like break it out to okay. explain. Okay. So the story is basically that two housewives are on the record with anonymously on the record with Daily Mail with quotes like this. Look, Jill is a pain in the ass, but she knows how to create good TV. That sounds like Ramona. Um, quote, we just want Andy to bury the hatchet with Jill, forgive her and bring her back. That sounds like Ramona without any punctuation. Yeah. Um, Bethany also wasn't a fan of Jill, but now that she's gone, we should have Jill replace her. Sounds like Ramona. We all do like her, but when she drives us crazy, the sparks fly and viewers will tune in for the drama. Also sounds like Ramona. And then um, she's also friendly with some of the core cast, so would be included naturally. So that's apparently quotes between two people. I don't know whose quote is which quote is like one person, which quote is the other. I'm, I'm sure it's got to be Lou and Ramona. Lou and Ramona. Okay, so there's a housewife who doesn't necessarily want Jill back, and her quotes are, I'm with Andy, she had her time here, and we are fine as we are right now. And then also, watch the show blossom without Bethany. We've already started filming, and next season is going to be great. Dorinda. That could also be... I, I could also be Tinsley? But, like, does anyone care what Tinsley's saying? Could, I mean, uh, Daily Mail probably does. It could also be... Could it be Sonia? Sonia's no, non- Sonia, Sonia, like, doesn't register to me as, like, someone who cares about production. Right. Like, she shows up and gets her check. That's true. And she, I guess she wouldn't say stuff with like that without... About Bethany, rather. It, it could be... I, like, Tinsley was my first thought, but as I thought about it more, it was Ramona. Not Ramona, I mean Dorinda. But, like, why doesn't Dorinda want Jill? When, if you remember, when Jill was on Jeff Lewis, she talked about the fact that she had, like, a little uh, issue with Dorinda. What did she say? 
Like something about the top. Like I'm not a scholar at Jeff Lewis. I know, but we did, we discussed this on the yeah. show. Uh, and Jill said something like she reached out and congratulated Dorinda on the Radio Andy talk show, mm-hmm. and to hear back from her for forever. Oh wow! And was like offended by it. And then I think they talked about the fact that they were she was offended by it. And Dorinda's probably just like she's more trouble than she's worth. Or Dorinda's mean streak came in. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan, but also like a mean streak there. Yeah. Okay, so that's what the New York Housewives are saying. So far, they've been spotted filming with that new Leah person. Leah, she's married to the mob or something. She's. I think that's the name of the clothing line. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't like a young person. Yeah, although if we are keeping Tinsley around, she needs a contemporary. Yeah, but I, I need one more, I think. We need another older woman. I want like a Sutton. I know two people should be replacing Bethany. Yeah. You can't do like a one for one. I need an. I need like an. I need an Upper East Side. I need a realtor Ann. An Ann <laughs> Lenane Cutbill. Though realtor Ann lives in Hudson Yards, so that's not Upper East Side, but that's still fine. With that, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with Potomac, uh, OC, and Dallas. Cool. And we are back with. The greatest season of Potomac and one of the greatest seasons of all time. Yeah. The finale. So many people are still sleeping on Potomac. I I feel like many have woken up, though. Uh, Yeah, but the people... Check with the people in your lives. If you listen to this, Mm. check with the people in your lives who are maybe not as um, intense of Bravo watchers and really encourage them to check it out. I've seen many people in my life. So we discussed this earlier this week. Megan McCain was going off on Twitter about how amazing Dallas is. It's back. Da, 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 da. And it's so clear. She doesn't watch Potomac. Then that's that on that. <laughs> that's that on that. But let us talk about Potomac instead. Okay. So we're like in a car on the way to a doctor's office, making it seem like we're checking to see if Ashley's pregnant, but she's already taken a test at home. Right, she goes. She um, follows on a long tradition of uh, people to take their pregnancy test on air. Mm-hmm. I think it was started by Bethany Frankel. Yeah, um, and she joins the masses. Sure, but I mean that's what that's what you do. Yeah, you have to go to the doctor to like really. Right. So why are you surprised? No, no, no just we're on in the car. And then learn, like, on the way to the doctor, and then mm-hmm. we learn while we're in the car that she already took the test, right. is my point. Oh, yeah. Their yeah. apartment is so weird to me. It's almost it, like a hotel. It seems to be, like, in a line. Like, it's a long a railroad. Apartment. Like, it's a railroad without, like, having to go through bedrooms sure, to get sure, to sure. other people's. Have you ever met anyone who had to live in those spaces? That's... In a railroad? Oh. I mean, I looked, at, like, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Last decade. Lots of railroads and house I definitely looked at a railroad. And I was like, how how does one do this? <laughs> they deal with each other walking through each other's rooms. Yeah. That's a lot to do. Who, who, there were some psychos walking around New York City pretending to be architects back in the day. No, I think they're just repurposing buildings that were not built with... Like, this day and age in mind. Oh, yeah. So some some builders were walking around before Barbara got on the scene. <laughs> Thank God for Barbara Kay. Yeah. And now she's making sensible buildings, right? Well-built buildings, not really good at interior design. But, but, but listen, we're not asking you to be 
a master of all. I want you to be good at what you do. True. And then we'll let the interior designer come in and be good at what they do. Right. So that's that on that. Okay. <laughs> so Karen visits the very pregnant Monique. It kind of gives her like the lowdown of what happened on the trip. Katie. Mm. Da, 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 da. I like their dynamic as a mother-daughter pairing. Well, it's kind of like they... No, who who? Oh no! It was in the after show. I'm trying to remember who films with who. Mm-hmm. It's Karen and Candace that film together, right? And then Ashley and Monique film together. I think. R- yeah. Right. And then obviously the bandits. Yeah. Yeah. But I like this pairing a lot. Yeah. No, I'm glad they. they got I mean, along. Candace already has a mother figure who's ever present. Yeah. I mean, Candace's mother is Karen's contemporary. No. Uh, Karen is younger than we think. But also, Candace's mother is, I think, in her 50s. I, you think? Uh, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, Candace is only in like her early 30s. Right. So, so, if, so if her mom had her in her 20s, that puts her straight in her 50s. But did she have her in her 20s? I think, I think she might so because been... Candace is the oldest. She has the younger sister who's just turned twenty. Okay. So she definitely had her in her twenties. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So two com- contemporary. I like. I loved Candace's mom at La Dame fragrance testing. She's got her energy's weird though. Uh, it's it's like a very violent energy <laughs> yeah. towards her daughter. Yeah. It's similar to like Mama Joyce's energy. Uh, Except Mama Joyce was like a little sharper in terms of like where the bread was buttered. Like Mama Joyce knows that Candy butters her bread, whereas whereas Candace's mom is buttering her bread. Yeah, it's like the opposite in that way, but they have similar like like energies in a lot of ways. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, Uh, Giselle's working on that new home. I like Giselle in the construction site. I do too. But like, it surprises me that she chose this home. It's not very Giselle. It doesn't read her. Giselle, you want to see like in a grand um, exterior as well as an interior. And I believe that the interior will get there as far as it being yeah. nice and like whatever. But like the exterior leaves a lot to be. But even like the wooded, the wooded area of it all. Right. Doesn't feel right for her. Right. You know? Maybe she wants to try something new. Hmm. Okay, Robin and Juan going for their matching tattoos, bringing the kids in tow, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, they tried to trick us with this. The edit on the going into the commercial made it seem like Juan was about to back out, mm. but he never was. Well, he was just just uh, a little scared. Fidgety he's a little with baby. the tattoo, even though he's already had tattoos. Six. Yeah. And then they uh, FaceTime Giselle to show her the tattoo. Mm-hmm. I don't. Like the tattoo. I don't, I mean, the image itself, not crazy about it. The placement, not crazy about it. The sentiment, not crazy great. about it. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was Giselle who said, like, you can't see it. So, like, yeah. It kind of takes away the point of having a ring. Like, the point, I don't even get the point. Because at least, like, when Tamara did it, and I don't like Tamara, when oh, she, did she did it, it was like, the finger. it was a visible, it looked like a ring. It was more to say, this is permanent, and a year later they were divorced, but like... 
Well, to me, that like that's uglier, and like this is a little more slick. Yeah, you know. I guess just get a ring. Yeah. Okay. Um, Giselle and Robin are making fun of the Ladam invites, which are just kind of texted to people like mm-hmm. a, a JPEG. Mm-hmm. Ladam should have sent the horse and carriage to everyone's home. I don't think the budget's there for mm-hmm. that, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, speaking of the budget, Candace and Chris want to pay their mortgage for the home they live in. And they FaceTime. They FaceTime mom. I can't, I can never like land on the mom's name. Either can I. Like Cindy? No. I don't, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But um, they're FaceTiming her and expecting the worst. When you were a kid, did you have people in your life who would refer to your parents by their first names like friends like contemporaries of like you or your um oh no i ran into that a couple times when i was a kid and it was always very jarring there was one kid who would call my mom mary lou and it was like he would call your mom mary Lou. yeah and it's like are are you guys close are we doing this (laughs) (laughs) like what did your mom say in response well like I think she didn't want to be, like, rude and be like, uh, it's Mrs. Davis, or Miss Davis, rather. Um, so we kind of just talked about it afterwards, and we're like, oh, that's weird. I never encountered that, but your mom should have, like, put this child in their place. No, she's a nice woman. Yeah, I know, she's a nice woman. But, like, she deserves respect, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but then it's like, do I believe in that? Like... Are your are your kids gonna call me Mr. Davis or is it different because I'm like a friend? That's different. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Like Interesting. Uncle Brenny. No. Zio Brenny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The legend himself, Matt, is back. Have we seen him at all this season? I don't think so. I've only seen him in every other Housewives Instagram. <laughs> yeah, sure. He's like with Cynthia, with ZMLS, ZMLS, all the East Coast. He's he's really plugged in along the East Coast. Not in New York. Maybe with Duran. Oh, Duran. He's of course he was at the Berkshires. That's sick. Who was he with in Dallas? Leanne? No, Leanne. I think Deandra. Maybe Leanne doesn't have room in her repertoire of gay people. (laughs) (laughs) I know for a fact because I could kicked out. I mean, you were you were pushed out. Okay, Um, but yeah, he's helping out Karen finalize the event. And then we have the yoga baby announcement to Mama Sheila. This was something else. When they were first doing it, I just didn't... When they were first doing it, I didn't get that they were doing a full yoga thing to show Mama Sheila. I thought maybe they were going to do like a reveal video that was like a short yoga (laughs) moment that they would like post on Instagram and Mm. it would be the reveal. Okay. So she let herself get all the way sweaty with this stuff on her stomach. It seems like they didn't do like a proper run through. Also, like if you're if you know you're doing a scene with yoga, maybe buy that third mat. Mm. No, he's good with the rug. (laughs) (laughs) But that was a mess. So she ended up just peeing on a stick and then handing that stick to Mama Sheila. She washed it off, right? Did she sanitize it? Or, like, put a cap on it, maybe? I don't she know. She could have put it in work. a bag, but she didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like a little Ziploc? Yeah. Yeah, that would have been fun. But I guess if you're someone's mother. Yeah, she's she's seen it all. 30 years ago, she was cleaning it up. Yeah, so, so like, what's the diff? Yeah. Okay, La Dame. 
Let's talk about La Dame. Beautiful. I was impressed with, like, we have a bottle, we have everything. And then it eventually is in uh, Bloomingdale's pop-up. Yeah, but where is it now? It's on LaDomeFragrance.com. I heard that the rollerballs are sold out. They've been consistently sold out. Um, oh, speaking of which, oh, we can talk about this for Dallas, but yeah. I have an update for the green juice or whatever. Oh, yeah, we'll go back to that then. But uh, no, the $80 one is up for sale. $30 sold out last week when we were talking about it. Still sold out. Wow. But when uh, this episode was airing, the LaDame Fragrance website was down from what I assume being everyone running and not walking to go get their own bottle. I noticed that too, actually, in the moment. Yeah. Interesting. So good for her. Hopefully those page views translated to sales. They don't always do. Uh, But we got Katie with a fresh wig. I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) She, like, looks amazing. Whereas, like, all season, the rest of the entire season, she's looked like you said. Like, I've said she's looked like someone on Undercover Boss, but you said she looks like someone hiding out. Like, on the run. On the run. Yeah. She looked great. She looked great. Came with, like, the right energy. Yeah. Obviously, not all the girls were having her, but so be it. Yeah. Okay, so, like, everyone's acting like they like the fragrance, but then all making jokes in their confessionals, how it's for an old lady. Aw. We do have one listener to the show in the Facebook group who has a bottle of La Dame fragrance, and I believe it's Tyler who spoke highly of it. Can Tyler spray a couple <laughs> objects and send them to the Come Through Queen studio? Yeah, mail it over to us. We need to know what it smells like. Yeah. I'll buy a rollerball, but I'm not buying an $80. Yeah, the $80 is quite the ask. Even though I think last week I was like, I'm going to buy it. You were, you were ready to buy it, yeah. And I think I talked some sense into you. Okay, so at the end of the... Okay, no, so Ashley's not drinking. She's parched, but everyone knows what she's doing, but she won't tell them. Right. Uh, and then we get this end-of-season montage like we've never seen before. I loved it. I felt so exhilarated, especially because most of the time reunion, uh, not reunion, uh, finale episodes are so lame. And like when they do the little updates, uh, like screenshot thing, it's always like such dumb stuff. This one, I felt like I was getting substantial updates on everyone. We were traveling through time. Yeah. Months and months and months and months. We were going, we were, Monique had a baby. Giselle finished the renovation. Robin closed on the house. Candace mailed a mortgage check. Yeah. Uh, and we learned that she's not speaking to Mama only through Chris. Right. Are they communicating? Which is interesting. Um, Ashley had the baby shower, then had the baby just, and then in real time, this was just weeks ago, really. It was so exhilarating. I loved it. Normally, uh, the little recap that they show feels very, like, melancholy. Right. Like the music they play is kind of depressing. And they usually try to get like a weird screenshot of everyone when they do it. Yeah. I think it might be in part because it has been like so long since they, they filmed. filmed. Yeah, sure, sure. So like they there are substantial updates that they have to kind of get to before the reunion. I mean the timeline of it all of Ashley discovering she's pregnant in the finale episode 
and giving birth. Like cooking the baby. Before the reunion was filmed. Yeah, not cooking the baby, but like the Cook. baby. <laughs> In the oven. That was the, sh- like, I don't think we've ever seen something like that. The closest would be the reverse of just Teresa showing up to the New Jersey reunion pregnant and then having the baby at the start of the following season. Oh, yeah, seasons one and two. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, like, different, that's a different different timeline. Yeah. That was a weird reunion because two of them were really pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Wild. So, that's Potomac. Potomac rules. We have three parts of Reunion ahead of us. And it looks exhilarating. And it looks exhilarating. They all have all white looks. I love a theme. Um, Candace's mom shows up with the purse. Michael's on the hot seat. Michael's in, in the rafters, staring down from above like Phantom of the Opera or something. I hate when they have them like up on another level. It's so <laughs> weird to me. I love like the women looking around <laughs> to find him. Okay. Shall we move to Orange County? Yes. Like, bring a book this week. Am I alone here? It I, To me, it's like, it is what, it is what, this is what it is. Like, this season is just like, for me, I'm like, wow, Bronwyn is a nice welcome addition. I enjoy watching her. But, like, the rest of the season, I'm like, ugh. How many, are we, like, five episodes in? Some, we're, we've been around. Yeah. I do have to applaud them for doing many trips. We just got off the L.A. trip, and we're already planning the next trip. Right. Well, L.A.'s not a trip. It's a two-hour drive. I know, but it was two episodes of right. the women all being together. Yeah. Which was worth something. Okay, so Gina Ubers to Annabelle's birthday party with her daughter and car seat in tow. So she's, like, not allowed to drive? Yeah, your license is suspended typically when you have a pending... Oh, yeah. Driving how long? And toxic, during the pendency of your, your case. Oh. I guess I knew that. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I don't know sense. why I questioned that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how dare the court system do this? Uh, so when Gina went to go get her face painted i assumed like a whisker (laughs) (laughs) a dot on the nose perhaps Mm -hmm. not cats christmas day cinematic event of the year we're getting the promo started early (laughs) you know how like last year like we did a star is born promo for months and months and months yeah welcome to the next few months until cats everyone sure I mean, were there children waiting in line behind Gina as she's getting this full face probably of makeup done? No, like, I feel like there were, like, three kids at this party. Okay, I'm not sure I agree with your estimation, but perhaps... Five. Five, okay. But also, like, when they're that young, that's all you need, really. What? Just, like... Five kids? Yeah. Okay. Uh, So... This is kind of, like, near the end of the party. Gina and Emily talking about, like, Gina almost getting arrested. And then Emily relates that to... Well, well, Gina was upset. Like, oh, could you imagine the kids seeing me being arrested? And Gina relates it to... I mean, Emily relates it to when she got taken away by an ambulance. Mm -hmm. And I do see Emily's comparison. Mm, I think the key difference is... Like, ambulance, it's like you see your parents weak. I know, but the age that they're at, I like, you're thinking if they're in, like, 
elementary school, middle school, da, 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 but their her kids are like three or four years old. I feel like they would know. One thousand percent, four year old definitely, and like no, they would the, know in the moment, but it wouldn't be like a cl- like a, a clear. Oh, memory. I think it might be. Oh, okay. Um, and I think the difference is like one is like your parents hurt, and the other is um like you your parent is a bad person. Well, to me, it's like your parent is just being taken away. Right, but I think I think you're underestimating kids. <laughs> I think kids know more like starting at like four than you think. Okay. Well, I, I just, like, know I have almost no, like, very few clear memories before second grade. Well, your brain has always been a little undercooked. Okay. Uh, so, we get a little into Kelly's family drama. Speaking of kids who know stuff, this is Jolie. Jolie. Jolie, Jolie. Like, Dolly Parton should re-record Jolene about Jolie. Stealing Dolly's man? No, just knowing too much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, this child is privy to too much information. Yeah. The whole drama with the grandma. So I think Kelly was talking to... She has two brothers, and I think she was talking to the brother that we have not met. Okay. Because the other brother is was the one that was in tow with the mom. When we first met Kelly. Yeah. And we were like, wow, what a great, fun family. I remember thinking that back then. Yeah. So apparently, doing like a deeper dive into this all, they were only supposed to stay with her for a few months, and and ended up turning into years. Yeah, and that's what drove Kelly mad. I feel like, but anything will drive Kelly mad. <laughs> True, but jo- like not only has Kelly not seen the mom for two years, but Jolie has not, which is very sad. I know. But Kelly was quick to clarify that she's not stopping Jolie, mm. the mother from seeing Jolie. But like, how how are they going to coordinate like on their own? I mean, kids have cell phones. Sure, pick me up, Grandma. Let's go to Dairy Queen. Oh, I love Dairy Queen. Can you eat Dairy Queen? Yeah, I'm allergic to cheese, sweetie. Okay. Do you like Dairy Queen? Amongst like other ice cream places, not particularly like. Did your childhood involve Dairy Queen? There weren't Dairy Queens on Staten Island. Oh, or at least none that I, were, I was aware of. It's sad for you, I yeah, think. Yeah, sure. Really sad. Car- <laughs> no, but Carvel is more of like the East Coast thing. Do you, Are you familiar with I Carvel? I grew up on the East Coast. I know all about Carvel. I know about Dina Lohan's Carvel yeah, card. I, <laughs> I had a huge interaction on Twitter with Carvel like a year ago because I tried to get them to give me one of those cards and they wouldn't. But have, you, have you ever actually had Carvel? Yeah. The, I know all about it. No, the flying every, sorcerers. Yeah, I've had the fucking Chunky fudgy the, whale. the cake. I've had... <laughs> no, it's not called Chunky the Whale. I know more about Carvel than your supposed <laughs> East Coast thing. Stop pretending Georgia's not on the East Coast, by the way, because it is. Is it? Is it? You fucking East Coast liberal elites think that your little bubble here in New York and Boston is the only thing that exists. No, Carvel's not even in Boston. New York and New Jersey, <laughs> you little pieces of crap. I East respect, Coast is, I mean, Georgia's famously on the East Coast. Look at a map. I respect, I respect Georgia, but do they actually have Carvel? No, because you guys think the East Coast is only your state. Okay. Carvel's only big, like, in this area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not the East Coast. Oh, but that's what I'm... East Coast is, like, when people say East Coast, they're not thinking about Georgia. Okay, but Dairy Queen is an all-American, everywhere thing. They even have them in New Jersey. I've been to one. 
I know, but that's... And it's better It's better than Carvel. The reason that Carvel hasn't been able to break out of this region <laughs> is because Dairy Queen has its foot on Carvel's neck. Wow, okay. To Let's... use the terminology that the young people are using right well, here in 2019. Get that foot off my neck. Let's talk about Shannon coming up with this whole healing event. Heal me. Sana, 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 heal me. Good, it's fine. Great. Okay, but she wants to bring Kelly and Vicky together. Okay. Because they hate each other. The stakes here are, though, the thing that's bugging me about this is that you can tell from the way that Kelly's talking is, like, she knows Vicky's not a full-time housewife, so she doesn't have to do it. Yes, she doesn't want to film with her. Yeah. Exactly. And she doesn't have to. Yeah. So... Also, like, uh, Shannon, while she's walking around with Kelly, is talking about, like, how much she's into Gina now. Their hats were so dumb. Like, they were both wearing, like, workout things with, like, hats that said stuff. Mm -hmm. And I I don't remember exactly what it said, but I want to say one said, like, sucker or something like that. Isn't that Tamara's line or something? Probably. Yeah. Okay, Shannon and Tamara hang out with Vicky. And, like, Vicky's energy this season is so... Thirsty and rabid. Her on Watch What Happens Live, I had <gasps> to turn it off. Yeah, it was really sad to watch. I was like, oh my god, this is very, very, very sad. And she's back to dragging the newbies, calling Bronwyn boring wind. Wow, her mind. But like, what does she even... She met her once. Like, right. what, what basis do you have? And, and actually, she wasn't boring. In the interaction she, she had with her. She was actually interesting. She stood up for herself and was fighting Vicky. Yeah, I guess they met twice. Oh, did they? Yeah, because the second interaction, Brownwind... Oh my god. <laughs> Brownwind um, apologized to her immediately at oh, Tortilla Republic. Yes, oh, that dinner where the train thing came up. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. Okay. Uh, but it was funny how they like put on the whole show of like trying to convince Vicky to come. As if Vicky's going to be like, uh, no. Right. I'm good. Right. She's coming. Yeah, she's coming. Okay, let's talk about Tamara and Eddie talking to Spencer, who has the mental age of a 45-year-old. We love Spencer. Well, I'm glad that he is standing up to Ryan when no one else will. Did you say the thing on the show last week that you said about Spencer is, like, he could take one wrong turn? Oh, yeah, like, one wrong (laughs) click on the internet. And he would be Ryan? Yeah. I don't... You I don't, don't see it? No, I think he's got the emotional intelligence of a 45-year-old, a smart 45-year-old. Well, if that's the case, then I'm wrong, and kudos to Spencer. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like is he kind of complained about taking out the trash. And you know, when mm. your mother's asking you to take out the trash, and this is a lesson for all of you young people out there, okay. you take <laughs> out the trash the without any complaints. <laughs> sure. That's one thing you do. It's kind of funny, though, watching Tamara engage in this conversation of the two half-brothers not speaking to each other when she has all the other issues going on with other children right. in the family. Yeah, and you can tell that she's, like, taking Spencer's side by default because she, like, sees what's going on in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows, like, <laughs> it's better. Oh, my God. It's so such a cynical way to look at the world, Tamara Barney. Yeah. Okay, so Gina and Bronwyn are hanging out at trampoline aerobics while Gina throws up. Mm. And then Gina complains about having to go to Vegas because it's a bad luck for her. I think that's smart. And she's like bowing out of a filming opportunity because she knows it'll get her potentially into legal trouble. But it's funny that 
the Long Island iced tea was not a bad look. <laughs> I know. Maybe she just thinks that the judge will think it's just iced tea. Yeah, sure. Which is like a little, the heart of Long Island. In yeah. It. Yeah. Okay. Bronwyn and Dr. Deb going for their walk on a dusty hill. I don't like Dr. Deb I, at all. Oh, wow. There is... I know I'm supposed... I know she's designed in a lab for us to like her as, like, the quirky mom of yeah. a housewife, but something is off for me. Well, she's she's possibly one of the thirstiest housewife, uh, housewives' moms. Yeah. Because we learn the whole reason she's going to dinner with the other housewives is because she has formed Internet social media relationships with all of them. Yeah, she's like... A Deandra Simmons in the way that she's in the comments of every housewife. And they're in her comments as well, apparently. Yeah. Well, because she's got cool hair. Yeah. She's uh, Betsy Johnson. Oh, my God. Uh, I was very interested, though, with the whole aunt thing. Yeah, there's an aunt that Bronwyn doesn't want around her children. Because she was nasty to her as a child. Yeah. I wonder that's... I want to hear that story. Yeah, I want to hear that story. Hopefully it's not, like, too dark of a story, though. I'm sure she'll tell it on, like, some podcast mm. coming up in a season. Okay. Let's get her on. Yeah, hop on. Okay, so Dr. Deb goes to dinner with them, and, of course, Shannon enjoys Dr. Deb, because they're both... Holistic. Holistic. They both go to Dr. Moon or Wood. Dr. Moon, yeah. Okay, that that dinner wasn't that interesting to me. What was interesting to me... Shannon and Emily round five. It's like, these are the most miserable people in the world. Is, is, she, the sadness that lives within Emily this season, her, after her husband called her, what are supposed to be her sexy shoes, witch shoes. Wicked Witch of the West Yeah, shoes. she goes and puts them on, then puts her back on the couch and sticks her legs with the shoes up in the air yeah. so he can see them, but then she, he doesn't, like, care, and then she just, like, lays down on the couch and, like, kind of asks him to come over. It's just so bleak. You know how we have, uh, in the beginning of A Housewife Season, the How Did We Get Here special? I want to know how we got here. I need a how did we get here special on their relationship. Like I said, like any marriage that starts with a proposal on Gchat. (laughs) Is bound to end up with Wicked Wicked Witch of the West Shoes. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm curious to see like where they are now. And I feel like we don't have that answer. Yeah. I can't bring it in me to type Emily's name into Instagram. Yeah. Okay, that's it for OC. Let's take a quick break, and we will be back with Dallas. Yeah. All right. Dallas Baby. Dallas Baby. This is our second episode? Yes. And... Thank God we're going on a trip. Thank God. I think that... There's a weird feeling for this season. There's a feeling that they filmed months and we're seeing a lot of it in sepia-toned flashbacks. Yeah. It's also... They needed to... Hmm. This thing with Leanne versus Deandra that's going to seemingly go on for the entire season is already tired to me. And that's a problem. Well, it's the same fight that we had last season right and 
These housewives need to, we've said it a thousand times, apologize, move on, and get moving to the next, to the next thing. Yeah. You could fight again later yeah. over something else. About something else. Come on. But I think this one has higher stakes because the husbands are involved. Mm. Um, what's his name? Rich with his little stank face at that party. Jeremy. Jeremy. Oh, Rich is the other one. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, Rich was the one who texted Jeremy about be- sweet, beautiful Jessica. Right. Yeah. Um, there well, are some highlights here, and the highlights come in the form of Brandy and Stephanie. Definitely. So we have Brandy taking her daughter, Brooklyn, out to butter up with 700 and some odd dollars worth of gifts. And her daughter hates her actively. But, like, what tween doesn't um, i feel like 10 though she is very advanced for her age in her hatred of her mother i feel like it was like hot and cold with most kids this just seems to be pure hatred um but mothers and daughters have like a different relationship mm-hmm. you know what i mean well yeah but gender is a contract but go off um i'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding <sighs> um no i'm not kidding actually um but other than that, Brandy, when she was talking about rehearsing the um, roast lines in the shower for two hours, all I was imagining was Alyssa Edwards in season five of Drag Race when she's rehearsing oh, her for notes. the roast then, just laughing at her own jokes. Yeah. I mean, her husband, Brian, confirmed that she was laughing at her own jokes. Yeah. Uh, let's dial it back for a minute just to bring up, like, we've seen very little of Cameron this season. I what is that? And what we have seen of her, she went to go do that electrocution workout with Stephanie and Carrie two point Yeah, I will say when Cameron's on screen, I am liking her this yeah, season. But she's barely on screen. But she's barely on screen. She showed up last to this party. Yeah. Or second to last. Didn't really do much there. Um Carrie 2.0 and her marriage to her husband. Yeah. She's hitting the 10-year anniversary mark, which is where the first marriage fell apart. Is this the thing that people talk about in Housewives world where, like, someone comes on the show to get a divorce? Yeah. But I don't think... He seems like a nice guy. At that dinner, she was, like, being the monster. I think maybe she's just putting on a show. Okay. Like bicker with your husband for like to create a character for a reality television it and doesn't it doesn't feel as high stakes as say a Shane and Emily let me show you somewhere where a bickering couple did not work Adrian Maloof mm, the Maloof who it was fun for two seasons yeah and then they divorced but they, they seemed a little more genuine right to me it seems like they were he's gonna... like sitting there like what are you doing yeah 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 like he doesn't even know what what's going on. <laughs> yeah. That restaurant seemed like it was outside but it seemed claustrophobic. True. Yeah. Yeah. But you're not allowed to even think about your entree until you've eaten your appetizer. Oh my god. Let's talk about a couple of the foods. Everyone <laughs> loves burrata in Dallas apparently. So like burrata is the well-done steak of Dallas. Yeah. And then when Deandra and Leanne sat down to have their little talk, they both ordered for themselves individual appetizers. And for Deandra, it came in the form of a whole charcuterie plate. <laughs> and 
Leanne's, she ordered the burrata and I imagined it to be more of a ball of cheese, but it was actually more of a artisanal burrata toast, two tomatoes plopped on top of it. Right. That's like, great. It wasn't the display I imagined in my brain. Right. It's just like both of the, like both burrata and the cheese board can be a fun appetizer shared between two people. Yeah. Who they are could fighting. have shared the board. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do like that we're getting a lot of Mama D. Imagine being sound asleep. You wake up and standing right next to your bed is Mama D. Why would she be there? I don't know. To sell me natural living. I like, there's something in my brain. (laughs) You dream of her? Well, here's what the thing. There's something in my brain that like, she could be like, in it three, she could be the she's new, the new Pennywise. It. She's it, like menacing <laughs> in a way. Strolling into this birthday party that she is throwing, in lieu of using the money to save the company, right? Chef Kev. they're just like wasting it on this, <laughs> in this birthday party in a nightclub. That just like the setup for a roast. If you're gonna have a roast, do it right. Uh, hosted by the three week. Intern. Yeah, Victoria, I think is what I called her name was. Been on the job for three weeks, as we learned, for when she did her roast part, which wasn't a roast, more just like, I love you. She was giving me a young Jennifer Gilbert energy. I see that. She's got a big future ahead of her. She's like a party planner in her infancy. In this party, it seemed like the roast was happening in one room, and the women were like sitting in another room. Let me tell you. That is reminiscent of the Teresa Giudice book launch party I went to, where us uh, Cretans were all in another room, and the VIPs were essentially filming in a smaller, separate room. I know, but, like, the VIPs were separated, because Deandra's party, and then they, like, threw... They had everyone around her, and then they threw the other women in another room. Were they watching on a screen? I, I couldn't tell you. But the party was truly like a ragtag bunch that included one all the way from Los Angeles, John Blizzard. John Blizzard. I think he might be from Dallas originally. That rings true to me. When I did like a little bit of investigating, I feel like his Twitter was like, oh, I'm going to Dallas. And then I had noticed then that he had like been in photos with some of the Dallas Housewives, which is... Totally expected because the hanger honor gay characters on the housewives and the Dallas women both have the similar level of thirst. They're like both not really truly included by like the Beverly Hills women. So they have to hang together. But it's also kind of like that Matt character that we were talking about out of Potomac. Right. Being able to just glom on to the, the right housewife. Here's the thing. This could, this could have been you or me. But I don't want it to be. <laughs> it could have been, though. It could have been. It's so, it's so embarrassing for everyone involved. I know. For those who accept John Blizzard into their life. And for even John Blizzard to, to want this for his life. He's young yet. Yeah. He's he, only like 23. Yeah, he is young. 23 and been on more television shows than you have. I've been on <laughs> New Jersey and, and uh, The City. The City. Remember that? 
Yeah. What New Jersey were you on? Oh, the, the book, book party. The book party, yeah. I was on... Jersey for the company. New Hall. Jersey. I was on Bethany. Me? Oh, yeah, getting Bethany. Bethany Ever After. I filmed for New York, but I wasn't on it. Oh, sad. Sad. And by film for New York, I mean they filmed an event I was at. No, I like how you act like you had a scene with Sonia or I'm something. Je- I'm Jennifer Gilbert. <laughs> they cut all your scenes. Uh, yeah, this roast is mostly a love, fa- love fest, but I mean, if you're not a comedy queen, you can't roast someone. So the only one who actually like roasted was Brandy and Stephanie, I guess, a little Stephanie bit. Stephanie did beginning. too. Yeah. Um, and then the big thing was Leanne put herself on the list. And came up and gave her candles that said hope and forgiveness. Yeah. Um, and then the other highlight was, uh, what's his name, giving Deandra 50 donuts, <laughs> 45, which are crappy donuts, and then five nice donuts to symbolize their life together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's break down the donuts. And it was like, the box was just a normal cardboard box. First of all, 50 donuts. You can't consume 50 donuts, like, before they go bad. Right. Unless you freeze them and then defrost. I can't imagine a defrosting a donut is enjoyable. Okay, that's number one. Number two. 45, presumably, Dunkin' Donuts, plain glazed donuts. So that puts you back maybe 40 bucks. <laughs> Plus five artisanal donuts. Which is another, what, 15? That's probably 15, yeah. But, like, why? Why? Is is this, like, a thing that we're not aware of, that she loves donuts? And even if that's the case... I don't think that Deandra really, truly loves anything except for Deandra. And the trust. And the trust, which is Deandra. Yeah. But this is, as the husband of... The the guest of honor, the gift that you are presenting on display to all the attendees is a cardboard box full of donuts. (laughs) 45 bad ones. I know, I know. You keep on saying it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that drag of uh, that Steph did of him. I liked her roasting him. I like Stephanie. Yeah. Stephanie's the best. They need to refocus the show and, like, cast around Brandy and Stephanie, truly. Yeah. Because, like, they are fun. They're nice and fun to watch. They're and, like, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, they're Beavis. I love that little bit of editing. Yeah. In there. That was great. Anything else on Dallas? <sighs> Thank God we're going to Mexico next week. We're going to Mexico to Carrie's family's house. Her husband's family's house. Her husband's family's house. Yeah. Great. Great. Okay, the freak of the week. Okay, so Freak of the Week this week is Kristen Cavallari. Uh, Kristen Cavallari filed a social media staffer after an insensitive post about 9-11 went viral. Which is all transpired today. Yes. The reality star um, asked the employee after the staffer posted a sexy photo of Cavallari today with the caption, NYC for 24 hours, and what a time to be here. Always remember. The... Instagram caption has since been modified to read NYC for 24 hours. Page six has been told that Cavallari and her team sent the photo from the appearance to promote her new collaboration with Doll Tile, 
on Tuesday night with the caption 24 hours in New York City, but the staffer took it upon herself to post the image with a modified caption without Cavallari's knowledge and when and while she was in a fitting on Wednesday morning. It's unclear how long the staffer was on the job. Maybe three weeks Maybe like three weeks. Uh, Deandra's assistant. I mean, there was remember there was a time where all the brands... We're doing it. I well, think we saw stopped. Betty Boop. Betty Boop posted something. Oh, she did. And it was like a photo of Betty Boop in front of the That's like psychotic. the lights. But I, I think this was more of a thing years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like M and M's would post something. Well, yeah. Everyone kind of learned. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you want to honor it, post a nice story about something that happened that day. Post like a remembrance of people. Like, do that. Yeah. Just don't post a photo of yourself. Yeah. In a sexy NYC outfit. for 24 hours. <laughs> okay, the queen. The one true queen. One Natalie Beach. Even if she might be a scammer. Even if she's the scammer, she outscammed us all. I mean, she should she should get the book deal now. She should get the movie rights. Yeah. Let's hear about working at the pencil store. <laughs> Let's hear about the pencil store. Uh, she is our one true queen, and we salute you. Great. We salute you, yeah. Uh, well, that's it for this week. Yeah, so um, if you're listening to this, you should go see Secrets on Broadway. Support the Come Through Queen Greater family. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Saw it on Friday. It was great. You should also see Hustlers this weekend. I think we're going to try to see it. We're going to try to see it. Um, go follow us on Twitter, Come Through Queen, IDK, IDK, not Brendan. Go follow us on Instagram, Come Through Queen Podcast. Go join the Facebook group, Come Through Queen. Wow. Uh, email us a voice memo at comethroughqueen at gmail.com. Right. Uh, go to the store, comethroughqueen.com slash store. Uh, next week, we have a very special, exciting guest joining me. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We have programming note. I'm gone for two weeks. <laughs> oh, my God. Bye. Surprise. <laughs> Uh, but make sure you like, comment, subscribe, heart, share, retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. All right. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips and adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.